I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that was confusing for a moment there. This is Ask an Atheist with me, Sam Olby, 844-SKEPTIC, 844-753-7842. What is going on? Okay, there we are. <laughs> I built this thing. You think I'd know how it works, right? No. No, I don't. I don't know how anything works. Uh, so this is Ask an Atheist on KTQALP 95.3 FM. I am Sam, and joining me for the first time in quite a while is Luke. How you doing? Doing good. And also joining me is Ranjan. How are you? Hello, hello. And so what we've been doing a little bit since it's been a few years since we've last, uh, we've last met our, our hosts, uh, how have things, let's start with Luke. How have things been going with you? What have, what have you done in the intervening two years since we've last done this? <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been an interesting time. Uh, maintained the, uh, Kids Up Atheist group with help from Amber and Troy over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Worked in my house a little bit. Worked. <laughs> uh, things opened up again. I was able to go to shows again. So oh, I'm doing that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, shows are good. Yeah, I enjoy uh, shows. I haven't really, to be honest with you, I haven't really gotten back into the habit of going to shows. It's it's weird because it just, like, I go to, I, I go to Sounders games. I go to soccer games, right. like, on the regular because I've got a season ticket. But that doesn't really get me, like, oh, gosh, crowds. Even though there's like tens of thousands of people at the game, but then I think about going to a live show, and, like a music show, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be too many people. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna be too much. I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm ready for it yet. And I'm, and then I have, but you go to soccer games, Sam. What yeah. the heck? And then I'm, in, I'm down there in the front in the mosh pit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that might be it. It's still outside though. I mean, a soccer game is outside. Yeah, yeah. So, at least from a pandemic perspective, there is that, like, plus one to... Plus one to <laughs> disease avoidance. Yeah, right. Definitely have that. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to show my age, because I'm trying to figure out which D&D version I want to use for the, you know, the Hale and Hardy score. I don't even know. Uh, it's still it's Stamina? Or is I, it Constitution? I think it's constitution. Con. Definitely uh, yeah, it's Constitution. constitution. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what the current version of D&D is. And, and, uh, uh, Dave would be so mad because, uh, Dave, the only thing he's done is D&D is, I mean, no, that's not true. He's done a lot of stuff, but he's, he got super into Threw himself D&D. back into it. Yeah. yeah. That's fifth cool. edition. It is fifth it is edition. Fifth now. Right now. Okay. It's, a, it's the fifth, it's, uh, D&D, the fifth dimension. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Ron John, what have you been up to? Uh, it, mostly it's been, uh, throwing myself into work. Uh, the, like the, the experience mm. of, as uh, your friend, I am completely unsurprised by that. <laughs> Well, a big part of it is that work really changed a lot. Um, obviously working from home, but also a big part of what I've been doing for the last, you know, several years has been really focused on interviewing. And so the going to virtual interviewing, um, was my big job for the last three-ish years. Right. Um, and then, you know, the, the side hustle of raising, <clears throat> of raising kids, uh, and being a partner and trying to do all that. Well, trapped in a box. <laughs> um, and, and so, like, whether it's being trapped in a virtual box, like, all life happens to happen within a monitor and a camera and a uh, headset, mm-hmm. or being trapped in an actual box of a house in Seattle, right. uh, where you're, you know, trying to raise the kids and raise the kids and trying to, you know, create rich experiences for them in order for them to be able to have, like, an understanding of how the world works when the world is mostly out there and not in 
not somewhere we can go. Right. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we did introduce our, what, 12-year-old daughter to the magic of Kanban. So we used a, we built a Kanban board for when school from home happened. That's how you pronounce that. Yeah. Okay. Not, it's not, it's not, not Kanban. I, I'm from the Midwest. Every, it's all, <laughs> it's short vowels all the way down, my right. friend. It's, uh, yeah. So yeah, I got a Kanban set up. Hey, uh, I've just been showing that I've only read the word. I've never actually heard it spoken before. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, but it's the, uh, the whole, uh, school from home thing. Uh, was its own novelty. And, um, uh, those, those, those who know, uh, it ha- will probably know that both myself and my spouse are both educators from the right. way back, uh, or in, in the education space. And so, you know, raising kids and helping them understand how education works when they are learning from home. <laughs> well, let's just say I'm, I'm reasonably certain that the two years of having two education-minded, cognitive science-minded parents looming over them as they try desperately to make it through pandemic learning is going to make it into their memoirs. Oh. And I don't know it's going to be a chapter I'm going to want to read. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) We tried to give them as much room as possible. I don't know if we succeeded. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was was quite the thing to to watch, to have Becky suddenly, um, you know, because I'd seen her be a teacher only a few times, and uh, because you know she goes elsewhere to be a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. to do do the thing, and just watching her like, you know, go from from my partner and us being us together, and then walk over to the the computer and like transform into teacher Becky, much in the same way <laughs> Bruce Banner transforms into the Hulk in the later <laughs> Marvel movies. It's just this it's a gradual transition, but it's a very fast transition. And the person who was at the beginning of that conversation, at the beginning of that walk, is not the same person oh, yeah. at the end of that walk. And then she goes Oh yeah. Uh I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I can't recall the first time that my spouse actually got a chance to see me in like work mode. Yeah. Um at home. Uh but I, I'm sure it was jarring. <laughs> I'm sure like like whoever I am when I'm not working. And and there's not a huge difference between me. I feel like there's not a huge difference between me working and me not working. I yeah. feel like that's me the whole time. Like I feel like I'm a real authentic person at work. But <laughs> I'm certain that there are like I I vocalize differently, I frame differently, I yeah. talk differently. So yeah. <laughs> well, there was this one time when Becky was t- like giving some sort of seminar, uh, some sort of professional development thing at, at work. And so she's, she's talking and, and she's got the, she's got her, her laptop on one of our many console radios at home. Cause I have like seven and, uh, and so she's using that as a stand and she's like talking and, and she's doing, you know, she's doing stand like as presentation standing up, not sitting down in front of her desk. And there just happens to be, like, all of my Minecraft paraphernalia, like, all my (laughs) my little creeper toys and stuff like that. And so I'm like, I'm going to, all right, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, because I'm going to, this is what I do. I, you know, I, I, I'm subversive by nature. So I was just going to have a little creeper dance behind her. And then I thought about it. It's like, oh, no, wait, wait. 
No, somebody in the district might be in that conversation. Like that, I, I could. This could actually be like jeopardizing. This could to be professionally costly. Yeah. Yes. And so <laughs> I, I put the uh, I put the creeper back on the shelf, and I walk into my bedroom. Um, you know, t- thinking about how I'm not gonna you know interfere with Becky's. Uh, with Becky's speech and her, you know, presentation, and that while I'm thinking about that, I slam my foot into a trunk at about 75 miles an hour, <laughs> and it's like, like thunk, and I'm like, Words. and I end up making like this weird <laughs> beluga whale noise followed by a yelp, which was way more distracting than just going ow, which is what I want was trying to avoid. And and so I, I hear her just okay, and then she keeps going, and I'm like, all right, job done. Right. Yeah. And so that's just me and Becky in the house. Right. And Becky, you know, and Becky has a, a has a job, and I'm me uh <laughs> so not it's not the huge thing but you have four people you know in uh, in, during lockdown in right. that space mm-hmm. going to four distinct virtual locations right and doing four distinct things on schedules that probably are completely orthogonal to each other they don't line up at all yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. must have been i never you know it's like yeah everybody's working from home i've never really thought about it that way but uh, our our son uh, went away to school, which is, and by away we mean all the way to the <laughs> University of Washington. Uh, we live in Seattle, so he right. went to school in Seattle, but he didn't stay home. He went away, and the reason why was because it was like, well, you're already a junior. He transferred in, and uh, so he's or- you're already a junior. You kind of only get maybe one more year of school, yeah. And so we can't really allow pandemic to steal. A year yeah. of the experience of being at school away from you. And in retrospect, the experience of being in school for him was the experience of being in his dorm. Like the whole time. Wow. School in the dorm, socializing in the dorm. Right. Uh, uh, he didn't have a roommate for mm, two quarters. Um, he finally had a roommate in the third quarter that he was there and the roommate was a roller coaster uh oh yeah uh that that's a discussion for another show um <laughs> they were by themselves in their dorm almost the entire time enormous numbers of kids in the dorms at the university of washington were uh either paired up as freshmen so they were you know together as first years uh but the rest of them like anyone who wasn't a first year if they were in the dorms very seldom were they act they were like Mike, like alex was a. Uh, in a double by himself for two out of the three quarters that he was there. Okay. And that's... an enormous number of folks. And throughout the year, people were just disappearing. Right. Oof. Either because of COVID or just because, well, why am I doing this? I'm going home. <laughs> um, and so they would go back to Ohio or wherever the heck they were coming yeah, from. I, I could I could telephone in. I can video right. in from where yeah. my cat is. I don't have to be here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there were a bunch of people at the University of Washington who said, yeah, we're required to live in the dorms for the first year. Fine. We'll pay you to live in the dorms for the first year. I'm going home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are on the subject of education. Can we should we talk about the, the guy that I am utterly sick of talking about? Can we can can we just bring the, the joy of Coach <laughs> Kennedy into our lives? Are you ready to to accept Joe Kennedy as your judicial lord and savior? Anyway, Ugh. I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm on the 50 yard line about him. <laughs> <laughs> the case of former assistant football coach Joe Kennedy will be heard tomorrow in the U.S. Supreme Court. Kennedy believes his rights were 
violated when he was directed not to pray with students on the field in 2015 and subsequently when he was not offered a coaching position for the following year. Kennedy claims that he was inspired to engage in brief, solitary prayer while visible to students, but his prayer sessions became large-scale gatherings involving players from both football teams. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals sided with the district. At least one parent said said his son felt coerced to join in, fearing he'd lose playing time if he declined to pray with the group. We have been talking about this guy since 2015. This is this is the the big you know religion story of the Puget Sound region in a yeah. lot of ways. And I got tired of talking to him. I actually just stopped covering him for a while. Yeah. Because, you know, then he, cause, uh, uh, but this is your neck of the woods. Oh, Luke. yeah. This yeah. is, this is the place I spend my time in for fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, out there in Bremerton <laughs> playing pinball or something. Um, and this pops up and this is going to have some major negative consequences or could have some major negative consequences for the Bremerton school district. Really? Like, um, what are we I, talking about? I, I miss for, if they, if he wins, if he wins, there could right. be monetary losses. Oh, that's true. That's that's a, that's going to take away from the kids at and, the very least. And that's definitely something the you know Washington educational systems need right now is less money. No, you know, that's right. Gonna, that, that's going to be now, real helpful. Now yeah. I can say that Bremerton's handled all the budgeting issues really well lately. Mm. Like they are, they're doing very well. However, this could cause some this, problems. This would totally yeah, yeah upset that. I mean. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't, given the nature of this Supreme Court, which is like a regular court with sour cream, <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't have a lot of hope for this, to be honest with you. I'm expecting this to go sideways. And yeah, I, I don't I, think the merits actually matter. For this, for the court in its current construction, I don't know that the merits of the case matter. I think you're I think, right. Yeah, I think it's going to pivot purely on the fact that free expression of religion Uber Alice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's going to be a four or five decision and it could go either way, but it depends on which way some of the newer people go. Right. And it, it depends on the whimsy of surprisingly non-whimsical people. Yes. <laughs> Is whimsy something you want in the Supreme Court? I don't know. Well, I have been surprised by uh, is how the news coverage of, of this has been. Uh, you know, we were talking about this in the pre-show mm-hmm. that all of the news stories that we're reading, they're basically puff pieces about how great this guy is. It, the mm. two thirds of the New York Times article about this uh, spent two thirds of the article, the, the top two thirds, right? The two thirds that matter. Um, uh, just mostly reiterating Kennedy's case from Kennedy's perspective, humanizing Kennedy, talking about his journey as a as an assistant coach mm. of a of a of a of a, of a reasonably undercompetitive high school football team, <laughs> um, uh, which doesn't warrant any attention in the New York Times. Um, so the really really annoying part about that is this wasn't his real job. <laughs> no, like, he right. did this. He got paid for it, but it was an after-hours deal. He made a decent wage doing work for the other major employer of the Bremerton. Oh, um, I'm going to leave that. Yeah, unstated. <laughs> um, but this is something he did for fun, right. and really, from what I understand, he didn't do it for fun. He did it to proselytize. 
Well, that's what it seems like now mm-hmm. because he's basically made this this uh this whole debacle his his identity now. This is central to who this guy is. Is he you know, I mean, he doesn't live here anymore. I didn't no. I didn't find out that he moved to uh, anybody want to take any uh anybody out there want to take any guesses as to where this guy moved? Tick tock tick tock. Nope, 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 you don't get to know. It's Florida. Of course. Yeah. Uh, he is because because uh he is Florida man. He is Florida man. He yes. was a, a, a dis- right. displaced Florida man. So, I mean, are you still hearing people talk about this in Bremerton? Is it does it come up a lot, or is it just kind of old news to everybody it, else? It's pretty old news. Um, I talk. My brother uh, works in Bremerton, so we talk about it a little bit. Um, again, it's a worry for a lot of them because of the monetary Im- implications. But um, I don't normally talk to people about this at all uh, outside of the atheist group, which we're a little irritated about it. Well, yeah. I, I would imagine. I, I just, I think, I really think this would be obvious because you're being paid by by the state. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you are a football coach, you are in you are in, an agent of yeah. the school. You are an agent of the school, which is part of the government, which has some pretty strict requirements, right? On what how religion can be dealt with for very good reasons. Yeah, and just because, well, it's my strongly held belief. Uh, so I get to do it, but yet, yeah, but as is very obvious, you know, kids are gonna, and it's if you if you hear from one, mm-hmm. you presume it's gonna be like ten. Oh, you know, that was something a, a broadcast guy told me is that if you get one complaint, assume there are ten other people who just didn't call you. Right. And so using that guideline, a lot of these kids felt like they're pushed into it. So he was just using this to proselytize. Mm-hmm. And he is also saying like the story about him in the new york times talks like i said it it goes forever about how it's a personal decision for him it's a choice that he made in order to pray on the 50 yard line he did it silently it's just a personal thing nobody's being forced to do it but the ninth circuit actually flat out said that i'm sorry no like yeah. you had press there right um you invited them you don't you had a you had a member of local government Come to a game. Both sides, both teams showed up. You're the assistant coach, not the coach. There's any of a number of reasons why this isn't in your wheelhouse. You're not allowed to do it. Yeah. Knock it off. And the ninth, the, the ninth circuit struck it down. And the, and, and, and he himself, along with another organization, First Liberty, I'm forgetting the name. I, I believe that's correct. Yeah. First Liberty, uh, it basically been it funding a bank? this bet. <laughs> <laughs> Third, fifth liberty. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, but, but this, this organization, First Liberty, has been chasing this on his behalf. Right. Um, and I think that actually creates another, uh, challenge, which is, or another concern, which is, I know you're, uh, Luke, you've been mentioning that there's financial, con- potential financial consequences if he actually wins the case. Yeah. But the actual chasing of this, the legal work required, the time required, it's not like, educational professionals have had nothing to do in the last several years it's been a really it's been (laughs) we've been talking earlier we were talking earlier about the educational experience obviously of like my kid but like uh it's been a challenging time to be a professional educator it's been a challenging time to be a leader um uh, a curricular leader or an administrator of a high school I'm pretty certain that Bremerton High School and the Bremerton School District has bigger fish to fry and much bigger problems to solve for. Absolutely. Than chasing down a potential Supreme Court loss. Right. Yeah. Bremerton itself is a a very high poverty poverty rate uh, school district. So right. every little bit of money is very important. Yeah. 
But this guy needs to be needs to promote the concept of religious persecution, which he is doing on the church circuit mm-hmm. uh, quite financially successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, it, it, so in order to you know promote that idea that that him inviting the press and inviting government to have a huge religious uh, party. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of what other people want, putting pressure on other people, oh, it's just his personal choice. Our feelings, the feelings of the players, the feelings of the parents, don't enter into it. Right. And now now he gets to be someone who stands up for rights that that are just for him, that are right. just for Christians. Yeah. Right. Like, that is the problem that we're facing, and that is what politics have become in the United States in, the, let's say, the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. Is where it is more and more of this. You know, yeah. I have rights. Right. I don't care what happens to you as long as, you know, I get my rights. That's the right. order of the day, especially in religion. That was the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're talking about choice, like, yeah, if we're just talking about choice, we should recognize the fact that he chose not to reapply for his job. Yeah. He, he, like, he, that's a personal belief. They being didn't exercised. fire and he left. Yeah. No, he got admin leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paid. 844-SKEPTIC, 844-753-7842. We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about adoption. Uh, that'll be fun, I guess. like an old friend right <laughs> i haven't heard i like i've heard these songs you know but uh, the show it feels it, it, we're doing it again it's good it's all new yeah it feels it feels new this is ask an atheist 844-SKEPTIC-844-753-7842 and frankly we i mentioned minecraft uh in the last segment and uh you know i play a lot i played a lot of minecraft over uh over that's mostly what i did i think i don't know um we also did. Yeah, a lot of Minecraft. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm actually trying to beat it, finally, because I've never actually defeated the Ender Dragon, because my favorite parts are always the early game, and then building, like, right. you know, huge uh, iron golem farms and stuff like that. And my my brother's been working on uh, all kinds of weird farms. Yeah. Experience farms. Yeah, XP farms. Killing the uh, thing that gives you the, the, the star thing. Yeah. I mean, I like the newest updates, but diamond mining has become so difficult that now... Uh, now farming, uh, villagers for like diamond armor and diamond tools is actually oh. a lot more quickly rewarding than actually finding diamonds yourself. I didn't even think about that. I have to bring that up. Yeah. So what, what, what has changed in the game and, and, uh, uh, this is almost getting a little bit more ask, ask a Marxist than ask an atheist <laughs> is, uh, is instead of mining and getting the diamonds myself, I'm farming the working class. Of I, Minecraft. I was, I was gonna make a comment about, I, I was gonna, <laughs> I, I'm in my head trying to make a connection that draws a nice crisp line between this and like the rent market. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the one thing about one thing I like about Minecraft is is the real estate's relatively cheap. I can build as <laughs> build as big as I like, yeah, and matter. you can go vertical very easily. Yeah, well, yeah. permitting's really easy too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I always <laughs> build a tower. Uh, it, like you know, it's one of my builds because it has an antenna tower. Because in Minecraft. I can have one. Right. You don't Which have is, to ask permission. Yeah, and and so far, every time I've asked permission for an antenna tower, the answer has been no by landlords. That, you know, so it's like, and yeah, I get to have a tower. So, yeah. but instead, instead of but no, instead of getting my tools and my armor and protecting myself by the sweat of my own brow, I am now exploiting others in this game. It's weird how game morality shifts when you're in a, in a video game, isn't it? It's the American dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I have no connection to the next story, so I'm just going to go. How's that? A man and a woman from Alabama are facing difficulty adopting a child because the family is secular. A 2017 state law paved the way for private adoption agencies to turn away prospective parents on religious grounds. The couple, who have a biological child, also serve as foster parents and discover that at all Alabama-based agencies decline to work with non-religious families. Even the one agency that will work with same-sex couples rejected the family's application, though the director of that agency expressed regret that her message upset the family. Well, it's it's really important that their communication of the exclusion of a of parents who wish to support an adoptive child right. aren't. It, it's important when you exclude them from that experience yeah. that you're not offensive. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they acknowledged that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Us, I'm sorry. The whole state shutting you down hurts you. Yeah. Are, are, are you gonna <laughs> Are you gonna do anything about that? Are you, mm. you planning on? I could you maybe change the message? Yeah. So that it. Doesn't hurt my family? No, of course not. That's course. not how this works. And it's just a weirdly intersectional situation as well. It's an agency that will work with same-sex couples, and they rejected them. Yeah. Like, you're already... Like, yeah. The door is open. The people who are going to say you're going to be set on fire by by a, a god are, 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 you know, they're already not on your right. side. Exactly. Like, you've already lost yeah. this one. The torches are just as tall. <laughs> <laughs> Just the lack of religion. So yeah. Another, another exactly. rights for yeah. people with religion, not without. Yeah. Yeah. Like and the, the, the same sex pitchforks are like three times and the atheist pitchforks <laughs> are four times, I think. Yeah. You use the one uh, yeah. for the first course. Right. And then, yeah, you just switch to the other ones. And I don't know. I always have to look at the. I just work from the outside in. Yeah. 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 You just always got to. my pitchforks and the rakes on the other side. Right. Yeah. Variation in cooking times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, 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 yeah. I, I always watch the guy next to me when I'm <laughs> pursuing <you> discrimination. <laughs> Clip that. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though. This is kind of part and parcel why I, I, I just I'm beginning to feel like I'm not the guy. You know, I'm not. I've loved doing Ask an Atheist for 13, I mean, if, if you include the, the interregnum, it's been, <laughs> uh, 12 or 13 years now, and I enjoy it, but, like, I'm not near the stories anymore, you know what I mean? And I just, I'm beginning to feel like, I want to hear from this family. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so, we're, we're so outside of it. Here in Tacoma, like, this is very rarely, you have to go to Bremerton to get the da 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 Right. And, I, uh, I just, I've said my piece and I want to, I want to start hearing from other people. And, and, and because in my life, I'm so, these days, I'm so head down in, in what I'm doing mm-hmm. in getting the, the radio station done and, and making all that work. And then I, and, and I'm just like, well, no, everything seems kind of okay, you know, and, but then I, I come to the show and I read this. It's like, well, why am I the guy talking about it? <laughs> right. 
And you have, and I mean, obviously the radio show itself and the radio station itself is an opportunity to create uh, space for those voices. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's been kind of the anime, the, the line that I've drawn in my mind between Ask an Atheist and the, sh- and the station yeah. has been, uh, Ask an Atheist was about creating a space for these atheist voices and the station is about creating space for voices generally. That that's kind of been yeah. it for me. I I mean, you're like I was. I, we were talking like in in the show earlier. It's like yeah, I think you're the only one really involved in the atheism community in this yeah. at this point. I mean, it's mostly just a getting together for dinner community for us. But we do deal with like the Coach Kennedy issue, and we get together right. and deal with that. Uh, mostly, it's just a, a good, nice, comfortable place for us to get together. Yeah, and it's there's just something I've I, I said I, I've said to people. Um, about doing community radio that has really changed. And it's part of the reason why I feel like I should, I'm kind of, you know, do, getting all the things that I wanted to get done that I haven't done yet. You know, I'm doing them all in season 40 and then we're going to try and end the show on a high note. And in, in the show, it's, it's, you know, I've moved on. Uh, my life is vastly different than it was 13 years ago. And I've helped more people. I, I, I've personally helped in my community more people. And more diverse people, and you know, than in community radio than I ever did with atheism. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm actually helping people more, doing this incredibly nerdy, <laughs> solitary <laughs> task that often feels thankless. But then right. you know, but it, it's not. It's not at all. It's 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 appreciated. No, this is a really cool setup you have going on here. <laughs> uh, I haven't actually been able to see it in real real life yet, and I'm actually really intrigued. Uh, you know, I'll give you a tour later, but, uh, and, but the, the reason I'm saying all of that is this stuff is still happening. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that we've been complaining about over the years, just the, the casual discrimination that doesn't get talked about because it's not the standards of, it's not the usual standards of discrimination that we have to spend a lot of time thinking about. Mm-hmm. It just goes on and it gets ignored and it's a constant drumbeat. It hasn't gone away. It hasn't ceased. We're still seeing it. And in like in the case of it's it's just people they're they're already a family. They already have this kid. They want to adopt this kid. They can't. Are they bad? Are they wrong? Did they do? Or is it, no. They just think slightly differently than mm-hmm. you do. And they're already foster parents. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that they're actually already foster yep. parents. They have the skills and abilities to take care of kids that aren't. Yeah. their own bring them into their family they've, they've got the upcheck and yeah. now nobody will work with them because they passed a law that says it is okay to discriminate yeah and everybody is full stop and mm-hmm. that's precisely what is going on and uh, i don't know are you you know that's bad yeah i'm against it, that it, it, yeah do we need to say that that's bad is that <laughs> is that a thing that we need to continue telling people well apparently we do yeah exactly <laughs> similarly oh man you can tell it's been a while because I don't have the next story queued up, so I have to <laughs> reach over and. Yeah. A study from Rice and West Virginia Virginia University has found that atheists are more likely to hide their lack of religious belief if they are women, Republicans, or Southerners, or were formerly religious. Of all non-religious groups, those who identify as atheists were more likely to perceive social stigma, but were more likely overall to be open about their beliefs. Previous research has shown that participation or membership in local or national secular organizations has a socially protective effect against real or perceived discrimination. This is kind of 180 degrees. I mean, okay. um, I mean, the idea, like, okay, if you say you're non-religious, you can't get adoption. You can't you can't Mm -hmm. do adoptions. 
And a lot of these places, you're allowed to discriminate it. So it makes sense. I mean, right. it just feels like this is a A leads to B situation between these two stories. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're absolutely linked. And yeah. I would expect that. It just so happens that the group, that the groups and regions of this world that are, uh, more likely to go into dominionist thought and do dominionist stuff. And if you are not a dominionist, you're not gonna, you're not gonna say anything. And that's part of the reason why I think the, the discrimination against atheists in this country is the way it is. Because if we stop talking, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not visible. Right. And it becomes easier to assume that there aren't, it's like, are there any atheists here? Nope. Let's talk about them. Mm-hmm. And it's that, it, it's that kind of thing. Like that's a trope of, that's a trope of like hacky comedy. <laughs> um, uh, but it's also increasingly a, mechanism of modern political rulemaking and discussion to say like oh there's no atheist here let's talk about him there's no uh like like i assume everybody here is christian anybody object to just assuming that that's true no cool let's go and i I think that's the that is the piece that uh i mean i remember growing up and realizing very slowly like really slowly that there were questions about whether or not we needed to take days off for Jewish holidays. There mm-hmm. were questions about whether or not we needed to take days off for Muslim holidays. But there weren't any questions about whether or not we needed to take Good Friday off or whether we were going to continue to call it Easter break right? Um, in a public school um, or whether we were going to take Christmas off mm-hmm. or whether Christmas vacation was going to be called Christmas vacation or winter break. Like the, the like the actually the novelty is calling it spring break instead of Easter right. and calling it winter break instead of uh, instead of instead of Christmas break. Mm-hmm. But it was called Christmas break the entire time I was a kid. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same that's here. a that's a relatively recent change, if I understand correctly. Yeah. And what? so that's part of that assumption that mm-hmm. like, yeah, everybody here is Christian. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that is their job, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the Great Commission. Yeah. Is to yeah. Go forth and make everybody think like you. Mm-hmm. And so <sighs> it makes sense, you know, and it's it's in fact that whole idea that, uh, oh, are there atheists in the room? No? Okay, let's talk about them. That's what got me here in the first place. You know, for those of you who don't know me very well, I, I didn't deconvert from, uh, that's part of the reason I thought doing the show would be interesting for me to do it, is I didn't deconvert from a religion. I was, I was raised irreligious. I wasn't raised like specifically atheist. You know, my, at no point did, did anybody tell me you're an atheist or you're agnostic or anything like that. Um, and in fact, when I told my dad that I was starting to do a, a talk radio show about atheism, he actually got kind of mad at me and didn't make me pancakes that day. <laughs> Still broken up about that. Oh, man. No pancakes. Um, but re- religion wasn't a thing in my family and the re- like in my immediate family. And it was the the uh, outer family, you know, the other family members, you know, uh, aunts, uncles and, and grandparents who talked to me about religion. And it just always seemed very strange to me and a very different it was a different way of thinking to me it was it was a whole different get there's like they were running a different operating system and that they had like some alerts about hardware that i didn't get like they uh, were also communicating with each other in venues that you didn't have access to right right. like they were were in line and they were they were at church they were at brunch after church they were in line before church um like they got a whole extra day of social activity yeah. And social connection. You didn't that, spend any time at youth group and such and go to right. Christian music festivals. Well, oddly enough, uh, a, a, uh, a Bible camp actually kidnapped me 
when I was, uh, I think in third grade. I'm not joking. <laughs> they put me oh. on a bus and took me across into a different state. For wow. a camp. Isn't that a federal crime? And did not inform my parents. Yeah, that's a federal crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a thing that happened. I cannot believe nothing untoward happened to me other than they made me pray. Like, that's it. I guess, okay, that's pretty bad. But when you're transporting kids across state lines without the, uh, without parental consent. Yeah. You're not thinking church. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, there's 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 there there are definitely yeah, there are definitely rules about that. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to move kids across state lines without express written permission from Major League Baseball. <laughs> baseball and and to the point where so like when this happened, um I you know, we were living in an apartment complex where my dad was the super. He ran the, you know, he did mm-hmm. all the maintenance and stuff like that. Which is probably what I'd be doing if computers weren't a thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, and so he, he, you know, he talked to the management of the complex and that group was banned and he had to run them off the property more than once. And, wow. and he's like, you Baptists. And that was, <laughs> that was literally my introduction to what my dad thought about religion. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's odd for me is that my introduction to religion was actually a summer camp where not being religious meant that every Sunday, it was like a multi-week summer camp. I was there for like eight weeks and every weekend there would be a line of buses and those buses would be going to different churches yeah. and because I wasn't religious and nothing that my parents hadn't checked any box because there was no box for Hindu and there was definitely no box for none. They just didn't check anything. Right. And so I wasn't assigned to a bus <laughs> and they were like, so what do we do? I'm like, I'm like, so I think that means I can get on any bus, right? Yeah. And they're mm. like, yeah. Like, cool. I'll get on the first one. I'll be on the second one next week. And I like did a tour. <laughs> and so I went to, so I, I saw, so I, you know, I went to a Lutheran service the first time and I went to a Presbyterian service for the second time and the, the second week and so on and so on and so on. So over the course of eight weeks, yeah, I got eight different, obviously, like, that's not, that's not technically a diverse religious experience no um i didn't there there were no buses on saturday (laughs) or friday um but it was only the sunday buses but of the sunday buses i got to get on every one and i learned a lot like okay i don't know when to stand up and sit down and fight 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 when i go to the catholic church right um uh i don't i i there's a whole different thing that happens in presbyterian versus episcopalian churches um and I don't remember really understanding a lot of it, but I do remember that some of the sermons were more fun than others. <laughs> what were the more fun ones? Oh, gosh. I think the Lutherans were actually pretty cool. Um, All right. Yeah. Please. And it might have just been – thank you. The, 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 they were just they were just kind of chill. Okay. Um, again, it was just one, right? So it might have been just that one guy, that one that, – that, that, uh, that one church, that one congregation or that one group. But – yeah, I don't remember a lot about it other than realizing that there was a lot of there were a lot of different experiences that were within the Christian heritage. Yeah. Let me tell you, you haven't really experienced Christianity until you've been to an evangelical charismatic church as a teenager. Oh, good. Yeah, that's Whoa. that's creepy as heck. It's yeah. it's weird. Yeah, that, that that has that's happened to me. Very weird. Yeah. Um this is another another thing. I mean, I have an Irish last name and uh, I I am in the northwest, you know, Chicagoland area. So they just put me on the Catholic VCR bus or whatever, whatever those classes are. Oh, it's CCD. Okay, yeah, that. VCR. Uh, <laughs> nice. They, they just presumed that I was Catholic, and that, that that's always been my 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 sort of my 
approach to or when religion approaches me, mm-hmm. it's always under an assumption that mm-hmm. I'm going to play along because of who I am, how I look, my last name, something that they're guessing about my identity from just externalities. And this is why, I, I mean, the very end of this of, of this news brief, where they talk about the actual help of you know, atheist organizations and participation in these groups actually has a social good. Mm-hmm. That is 180 degrees from from what I would expect and what my experiences are. You know, I really enjoyed being like, I really enjoyed going to atheist groups and stuff like that because it was like the first like social change organization I was that. Mm-hmm. I was involved with. Right. It was our YDSA. That was actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It was actually pointed at me. Like it mm-hmm. actually had something to do with me. And, um, and so it was, it was very interesting, but I always felt like people get mad at you and say, well, why do you, you know, even other atheists would get mad at you because why are you being, why are you being so staunch? Why are you being so loud? Why are you making a big deal out of it? And Stop making it a thing. Yeah. Why are you making it a thing? Right. Yeah. Well, and how much of that is atheists a lot? Like there's this huge uh, overlap between atheists and I don't want to say libertarians. I want to say like non-joiners. Right. Right. That, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. That's a Definitely thing. Yeah. A thing. And, and, and so like non-joiners don't like you know, membership cards. Right. <laughs> and so like being a card carrying atheist is weird because like we're, there's never going to be a card for atheists because we're never going to agree on the logo. Right. Um, ever. Like we are, <laughs> we, we have a fleet of bike sheds. We, yeah. We, we have an entire, we have a massive amount of bike sheds. We will bike shed everything. Yeah. And that's, that's what that really is kind of the atheist experience to me. Right. Uh, and, PM. <laughs> sorry. Hey guys. Nice. How's it going? Austin? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but, but being but being part of a group actually has profound implications like, yeah i mean yeah. like again we were talking earlier about the pandemic and just being trapped in a box right and uh and and like i think the the biggest challenge with the last several years of pandemic life has been that we've been missing out on these social experiences among like-minded fellow travelers yeah and uh having fellow travelers i don't know what my young i don't know my my uh my childhood my youth my middle age my you know like like college age, et cetera, what those experiences would have been like if I had fellow travelers. Right. Um, and I didn't. Uh, and, and I don't know. I, I, I wonder what that would have been like. I, I see some of those experiences in even in kids who were at, in fraternities in college. Um, they had those experiences and they benefited from them. And uh, I, I again, I wonder what it would have been like. Yeah. Having, having that group that I have now. Uh, definitely changed how I interact with the world around me. Yeah. It's, it's supportive and helpful. And that's why, you know, when l- last week we were talking about, uh, divinity degrees for atheists, uh, and we might, we might actually revisit that story, uh, visit that concept more in depth later in the season. Um, I'm not against the idea of having some kind, not clergy, but people who are people focused people. Mm-hmm. You know, like like mechanics for people, you know, like like actually, <laughs> you know, something like that. Something but to help somebody you other than yeah. like the four horsemen, right? Like people who are actually doing it, not yeah. just event, not 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 evangelical atheists, lowercase e, right? But actually, people who are helping people understand and make into a personally livable experience the 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 trying to reconcile not being a believer. To still being a joiner, right? I, I actually joined the American Humanist Association so I could perform uh, weddings yeah. recently, and right. you know that's a group that is atheistic, but 
it's, into group. It definitely, the AHA is increasingly, I mean, this, this has been true going for decades now. I mean, the AHA is treat, is increasingly taking a, we are, we are an alternative to religion bent. They're, yeah. you know, they're a big, they're registered as a religious organization. Their divinity program is, is connected with the United Church of Christ, which is kind of a, like, okay, they're, they're, you know, as religions go, they're fine, but nothing wrong with them. Uh, that other than, you know, the obvious. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it just, it just seemed weird that if I wanted to get a degree to help my fellow humanists and atheists that I, that I'm, I'm talking to the United Church of Christ. It seems to be a little, it was always a little strange. And that's when, yeah. and divinity just didn't make sense to me. It, that's, we're just recasting religious concepts into a secular, uh, into a secular mode where I, I just, I wanted to do some, like, I think we need these or, you know, while I, my experience hasn't been 100% great, I mm-hmm. do think we need these, these organizations and I want to be a part of these organizations because I'm not done telling people, I, you know, who I am or what I am and what I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just done doing, just done doing the show. You'd be surprised at the number of people who I, who I said, Hey, yeah, I'm going to end up asking an atheist. And they go, what are you, Catholic? <laughs> like they're, uh, they're presuming no, they're, it's just it's just it's just you know to, to today <laughs> today we finish all family secular business <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually exactly the thing i'm avoiding um, uh, <laughs> as the door slowly closes and sam's on the other side behind the desk <laughs> uh, the not godfather. Yeah. The, the, not, <laughs> the not father. The not father. <laughs> uh, well, uh, speaking of organizations that may be more okay with that, Pope Francis has announced plans to reorganize the Vatican Curia, hinting that the heads of dictasteries, dicasteries, yeah, dicasteries, okay, uh, dicasteroids and other church of offices could be filled by lay people with a stated aim to give more space to women in the church. Generally, it is the principal duty of a cardinal to serve as advisor to the Pope, and cardinals historically have come from priests and bishops, with few exceptions. Some Spanish royalty were given cardinal ships in medieval times, and a deacon known as Anna served as treasurer of Rome in the 6th century. Since 1983, cardinals must have served as bishops, who are appointed from the pool of priests, and only men can join the priesthood. Now, Rajan, I'm going to throw you entirely under the bus. Why are we doing this story? We're doing this story because I have to say the idea of a reorg in the church uh, leadership is really <laughs> fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, are they reorging on the basis of the fact, like, did somebody leave? That's usually the thing that usually triggers a reorg. It's like, oh, some leader left. We need to go ahead and merge these two organizations because they're without a VP. Right. Um, and, and so in a, in a corporate environment, reorgs usually, a lot of them are reorgs for reorgs sake. Like, mm. there's a new guy. We're going to go ahead and change it, change the way that we do things. Right. You know, and, you know, and uh, basically the 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 corporate version of bold new graphics for those years <laughs> familiar with the phenomenon in the motorcycle industry of like, here's a brand new motorcycle. It's the 2023 something or other when and it's and it's available in a new faster red <laughs> like that's it. No other features. Are we going to do, do uh, a, a sports logo uh, uh, reorganization where they just make Jesus look angry? Nice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that where we're going? But it. 
That's the thing. I think that the reason we're doing this story is because I love the idea of the of the papacy and the cure of the Vatican actually being run like a professional organization. And like the the idea that they're thinking about doing a reorg. I mean, the, this reorg is weird and it has this other other issue of like they're still not going to allow women. Right. They're ex- going to expand in a way that allows them to bring in people who haven't done the work mm-hmm. um that but that's still going to include that's still going to exclude women who have done the work right uh like you know the 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 nuns uh the the, the sisters the mothers etc in all of the different religious tra- traditions of, of catholicism that they have they've done the work they've done their time they've they've and they've they've been they've been helping they've been supporting uh they've been building communities they've been strengthening those communities they've been helping individual people um and yeah they're still nope no room for you right they're they're gonna just they're just gonna pull some guy off the street and go okay you're in charge of south america yeah before they're going to promote somebody who is actually a believer and interested in the religion right. that you're a part of, have been asking, but they're you know they're going to make more space for women, but they're not going to let women like participate in Advanced Vatican and Dragons 2.5. Right, or- and and I'll give you the other reason why we're doing this story. The reason, the other reason we're doing this story is because this feels just like deciding that you can buy the title of astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> which is a thing now. Um, and, and so there's no way that this, in, in this modern era, there is no way that this doesn't turn into simply being able to buy a bishopry or buy a cardinalship. Well, it's more of a return than, than a turn to. Right. Like this is, the, oh yeah, there's yeah. always been, uh, uh, we're going indulgences. On, yeah. yeah we're, right. And well, and frankly, the Medici's and, and like there's like literally just purchasing of titles. Yeah. Do you have to be Catholic first? Good question. Yeah. I, I mean, know. can they, can you buy like the, the, the rapid inoculation Catholicism? Or, <laughs> Catholicism you know, now. Yeah. Where they just have you, where, where they have you run the warning track and you're in? Like. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, any, anyway, look forward to, look, look forward to a sermon at the Super Bowl from Cardinal Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd love that. I'm not going to lie. That, that's kind of, that, that, all right. Yeah. All right. That's weird enough. Well, I mean, it'll help them with their funding problems. True. I mean, they could just sell some of their gold. Yeah. I mean, they could do like country things since they're a country. Right. Yeah. Issue currency. I don't know. Just go public. Seriously. <laughs> like, 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 I, 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 I mean, you know, if we're going to adopt some of the features of corporate, uh, yeah. of the corporate world with a reorg, then like, just go public. Goldman Sachs will take you. There is, I mean, there is something to talk about here in regards to atheism because, I mean, it is something that I've noticed among atheists and especially atheists who are readers of history that there is sort of a, like, horror movie style fascination with the catholic church and just how weird and and intricate and oh yeah yeah oh yeah i love i love catholicism like catholic mythology i mean they might not consider it mythology but i love the stories the the weird like apocryphal stories and all that stuff yeah and so fun and and the weird like the evolution of history and how many bad choices have led to these strange things that that happen and and the connections like the direct connections to the roman empire and it's a it's a weird thing among atheists i've noticed well it's just i think it's there's a part of it that is aspirational, not that atheists want. Like, okay, you need to unpack that because uh, that's weird. It's what happens when you're successful. 
it's it, like 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 the, the the Catholic Church has been extraordinarily successful at securing and maintaining power, and okay. the result of securing and maintaining power has been that they've also been able to secure and maintain wealth and access and uh, their role in any of a number of decisions. Like no one in the world should know what the Holy See is. Like, those are two meaningless words when you smash them together. Yeah. And yet, when you smash them together, that's something that we all know. Those two words are capitalized. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do we know that? Mm -hmm. Like, why do we know what a papal bull is and not giggle? (laughs) (laughs) In my head, everybody. (laughs) Right? still giggle. There is so much arcana and weirdness associated with that, and it is all accepted. It's all, like, it's understood that, like, oh, if you don't know who the, if you don't know what the Vatican is, that you should know what the Vatican is. Right. Um, and if, and, and, and you can, you can look it up and you should look it up because you should know. Like, even, even in our own write up of this, we're using the phrase lay um. Yeah. We're yeah. I read lay people. Yeah. I, I read lay cardinals, and I'm like, no, thank you. No. Yeah. That's not a thing that we do anymore. No, not not my type. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I I didn't think you got a choice about that kind of thing. <laughs> um. But but we use these words. There's an enormous amount of code built into the sort of fabric of how we communicate mm-hmm. that's built on an understanding of Catholicism and of the Catholic Church as just sort of it's. They've reserved all these words. Mm-hmm. Why do they get to reserve all these words? Like, right. Why does lay mean what it means? Right. And it goes back to, you know, like uh, that that Alain de Baton interview that was so right. weird where he <laughs> wanted to, like, recapture religious stuff and make it, but keep it religious, but just not the secular religious. Or I could never really get my mind around what he was trying to do, but it's, this sounds a little bit more like in a linguistic way. Just look how deeply... Mm-hmm. This religion has ingrained itself into our culture. And, right. Okay. That's like fair. we didn't translate any of this. We literally wrote in our own show notes that there's <laughs> going to, we're going to reorganize, that there's, there's a plan to reorganize the Vatican Curia. Like those are meaningless words. Yeah. <laughs> I keep, I think there was a uh, Stargate SG1 episode where their government was called the Curia. That's all I'm thinking about. Right. It was a good episode. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot di- of spaceships blowed up in that episode. I liked it. <laughs> Always good when they, do that. yeah, <laughs> unless you're on them. The hint that, mm-hmm. like, the, the hints, the heads of dicasteries, dicasteries. That's a word I did not know until like two hours ago. I, you, I can't even, <laughs> I pro- it it's, it's so new to me. I can't even pronounce it. The way I want to pronounce it would get me in trouble on the radio. <laughs> So. I'm just hoping I'm saying it right, dicasteries. It's possible I'm just <laughs> avoiding it saying it the avoiding saying it the other way because the alternative is yeah badness. But what what is it? Is it a holster for dictators? What is it? <laughs> what is it? What what does it do? <laughs> I think it's where they cast the dies. <laughs> Makes me think of matchbox cars. Right, <laughs> the die is cast. Exactly. You want to be a cardinal? Roll for initiative. Fantastic. Ooh. Wow, a lot of gaming references in this one, huh? (laughs) Well, that's all the time we've got. You can email us at questions at atheist.radio. Our website is atheist.radio. Our Twitter is askanatheistwa. We are on KTQA 95.3 FM. That's ktqa.org. And, yeah, uh... This this is good. Thank you, thank you both. Thank you. Of course. It's been fun. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm I'm feeling like I'm getting back into yeah, the swing of it. Definitely fun. 